Solana made an epic run from $8 all the way up to almost $65 before slightly retracing alongside the rest of the market. Can it go to $150? I certainly think so. And so does my guest today, James Invest Answers, who can make the case. But more interesting, perhaps, to all of you is his new model on what coins might be next to run if they're dead, what's likely to happen with them, and what kind of price targets we can look for for your other favorite coins. So likely we'll take some of your requests and take a look at that as well. You guys do not want to miss this. This is my last stream this week. I'm taking off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to celebrate my wife's birthday. So anything you need from me, you got to get it right now, guys. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and hit that like button. Yeah, I don't usually put massive price targets into our stream titles, but I actually don't think $150 is hyperbolic or that dramatic, considering it was at a price of $65. You can look back at uh, bull markets of the past after bear markets. Ethereum went all the way down to $82 before going to $4,000. I don't think it's crazy to think that Solana can double from here when I think most of us agree this isn't even the bull market yet. yet. To me, this is just an appetizer for what's likely to come in a year 2025 when we really hit the uh, bull market from the four-year cycle. But nobody wants to hear me talk about it at all. This is why I bring on guests so that I can learn alongside the rest of you. Waking up extremely early to join us today is James Invest Answers. Good morning, man. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And good to see you really, again. Go ahead, while. go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I missed the Mondays, man. You know, once yeah. we started uh, Crypto Town Hall, the Twitter spaces I do with Mario and Ran, I had to stop doing DCA alongside you and CTO and Ivan. That was, I looked forward to it every Monday. So the timing just with everybody in different time zones and all over the world, you're three hours behind me. They're six or seven hours ahead of me. So it just didn't work. But man, that was really fun. Yeah, it's definitely tricky to juggle all of that, but it's good that you and I have always been in contact behind the scenes through direct messaging too, which I appreciate. So a lot yeah, of, of course. strange stuff going on. Sorry, I need to hide uh, that. I've I got to get my insights somewhere. You know, I can't come up with all these ideas by myself. You guys know that I'm rolling without a producer at the moment. I literally went to James and said, hey, uh, so what, what should we do, man? You're better at this than me. <laughs> I, oh, just, no. I just let my guests produce the show now. But hey, let's dig in, right? So and, we have and, and, this, uh, and Scott, I must disagree yeah. with you there. Your your shows and your guests are great. And your well, knowledge I depend on them. of your knowledge of things, especially during like FTX court cases and stuff, very impressive. Your knowledge of Thank the you. SEC and all that, really, really top notch. So yeah, you know, my approach to YouTube is uh, to just bring on the smartest people and listen and learn and then uh, be able to regurgitate the great information that I get from them. And when you do that every day, you know, you build up a pretty serious knowledge base, like a free college over here. Although who knows if you want to go to college anymore, different conversation for a different day. But James, let's talk about the Solana price target, right? You, um, $150, not a number that I made up out of thin air. It's something actually that you modeled and came up with. So perhaps you can uh, share your screen or, or show us or tell us exactly why you think that. And your screen went down. So it seems like it shared. Yeah. So I did, I actually loaded a deck, but what I can do is if you can double click on me, I can turn my camera into a screen, which might be easier for you. What? I have no yeah. idea how to do that, but uh, just double click on me and I should pop up big. So, uh, okay, see, see, guys, I'm producing. Here we are. We're producing. Oh, I can just uh, probably 
remove yeah. myself, then I can't talk. The double click thing is not working, but we can see no? that. So okay. It's good. Well, well yeah. I can I can do I have a plan B as well. So hold on a second. Um, or do I? <laughs> We're doing yeah. this live. Nothing, nothing is nothing is actually switching for me like it usually does. So I don't know. Yeah. It's not switching any of the views. Look, I can do so, that, but I can't. So no, yeah, because it has to share your screen to be able to do it. So okay, yeah. Let's uh, let me see. Just do the screen share, and we'll uh, yeah, it's a lot of help this time, you guys. See, we 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 made a joke by the way right before we went on. We said we won't blot botch the screen shares like Mike McGlone. <laughs> and then we uh we karmed ourselves right into a full McGlone here. Yeah, well, I we I did two models, which is a backup, and I noticed as well, StreamYard has a limit of how many decks you can upload, and I had uploaded three. The third didn't arrive, so we're just waiting for. I deleted the other ones, waiting for this one to pop up. Cool. When but I see it, it I'll bring it up. But let's talk about it. So yeah, there's a couple of things that are kind of of interest regarding where this would go. Let me see. I should I gotcha. be able to Boom. slide one. Yeah. Now we're I in business. It. Thank you, everybody, for the patience. Tech and, uh, geniuses, basically. <laughs> a bunch of so, I, you know, my goal, um, and in full disclosure, I I was one of those people that ran into the burning building, and people know that. Uh, we, when we hit $8, et cetera, it's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, this seems like too good to be true because there was nothing fundamentally wrong with the chain. It was just being literally whipped to death by FUD. Now, I do have a ton of price targets on most cryptos, but and I was hoping my goal originally was for Sol to get to 100 bucks by kind of the top of the bull run, 2025 was the target. So to go from 8 to $100 is like a 12x, which is unheard of in traditional markets and should make anybody very excited. And I also, my price, uh, my average price of the asset was very high for a while. Like at, at one stage it was 50 bucks and I kept on buying down, buying down, buying down. Every time it was under 20, I was buying hard. So I actually got my price target now down to about tw my price cost this, yeah. to, to about uh, 20 bucks. Um, oh, but anyway, nice. what's happened this year, which is really weird is a couple of things. One, it's become the consensus trade. Uh, a big thank you to people like Chris Berniski for saying that. Second, it's moved so early in this bull run. And there's a lot of other stuff happening behind the scenes, like, you know, ETH getting ETFs and everything else. All the goodness is kind of trickling down. And it moved very high and very fast. So let me show you my first um, kind of rough back of the napkin model here and work you all through it. So this doesn't include my other models, which are a little more complicated, like Metcalf's Law, like crypto fees, all that type of stuff. It just takes a rear view mirror look at the all-time highs of previous assets and calculates a percentage of those. So if you look at the ETH market cap today, it was $246 billion. Uh, market cap at all-time high is $572. Sol market cap at all-time high is $77. Cardano market cap at all-time high is $95 billion. Now, I have a model which I can pull up as well. I call it the Sol Upside. Anybody on TradingView can pull it up for free, and it'll show you where the price of uh, Solana will go. I always said at a bare minimum, next run, it'll make at least 20% of ETH market cap. At today's price, that would put it at $117. It already kind of eclipsed the 10% of ETH market cap, which people thought would never happen. It did that uh, a few days ago, uh, and it left Cardano in the dust. Uh, with the current market cap of about 25 billion today, Cardano is about 13. But more importantly, let's go forward to the 
all-time high market caps and divide that by the number of tokens and then multiply that by a percentile. So for example, if you go to exceed 6% of ETH market cap at all-time high, yeah, that's $81. Okay, that's right. total base case where Solana will go and we're almost there. Yeah, I was say, Fred, that's close. Um, <laughs> and then the next model is 10% of ETH at all-time high, 135 bucks. That's pretty much a slam dunk. So always, always my, my base case is 20% of ETH market cap at all time. And remember, we're looking back at 2021. Market right, we know that ETH's market cap is going to be much higher, assuming we get this bull run moving forward. Much yeah, and a lot of people talk, like last time, the total crypto market cap was $3 trillion. A lot of people are talking for about going to $10 trillion this time around. That sounds very very high but if that was the case forget these numbers <laughs> they're going to go my, my crystal ball doesn't work so i can't comment on that yeah <laughs> so if we if we take the other base case of uh it, you know 20 percent of eth at all-time high divided by 422 million tokens that'll take us to 271 dollars and of course there's a super hopium case 30 percent of eth at all-time high another view of this is a simple visual that i created for you with the team last night so shout oh, amazing. out amazing Shout out, shout out to DJ. Never seen before. Breaking. Exactly. Breaking right here. You saw it yeah. first. So uh, on the left, the first four boxes is kind of current percentage of market caps. The ones on the right is the ones I just walked you through. And then I have the average of those in the middle, which is $151. And then the top 90th percentile of the targets takes us to 298. So I do believe we'll get to 151. And we could go a lot higher. I don't want to get people too excited. Anything could happen. Anything could go to zero. Not financial advice. But considering how fast we've come so far in such a short window of time, it is pretty stunning. Currently, the price of Solana is $56.48. Call it $56.5. It did hit $64 bucks a few days ago. And uh, it's kind of crazy. But the exciting thing is, there's another model I'm working on is if if your cost basis is low, like $10 or $20, then you stake Solana and it goes to an all-time high. Uh, this is, I'm going to do a, a quick video on, on the result of that because that's where you get way more than crazy type returns on initial investment. And that's what people need to wrap their heads around because crypto is a very, very dangerous game. 98, 99% are, are scams and you and I are both very much aligned on that. You just got to make sure that you are prepared for the extreme volatility and prepared for 90%, 99% of, you know, cryptos to go down and not go up. But I have more. I have more, too, if you I'm want. I'm at more. it. I'm just going to watch. I'm, I'm Like I said, it's like college. Go for it. All right. So this is the next uh, slide. Again, never seen before, put together last night. Uh, there's so much uh, fear uncertainty and doubt and you know i'm sure you see the same thing too a huge amount of toxicity out there it, it's kind of funny maybe, maybe you could help me <laughs> wrap, wrap your heads around the psychology of this okay so if somebody's in an asset and it goes down they get pissed off okay now if somebody's not in an asset and they watch it go up they get pissed off. <laughs> I tweeted about this just the other day. I said I loved it, it blows my mind that people seem angrier in the community when prices are actually high than they did at the depths. But I think that there is a really easy answer for that. And that's because now they have to either deal with missing out uh, or they have to actually make decisions. There's no decisions yeah. to be made in a bear market. You're just at the bottom. You don't do anything. 
Now they yeah, actually so have to make decisions and it makes them stressed and anxious. So the question I have for you is what's the worst emotion, FOMO or losing money? Uh, well, I think that, uh, you know, to make it fair, it would be FOMO versus fear, right? Because uh, I don't know if they're actually losing money or not. I would say gaining money is better than uh, losing money if we're making the equivalency. But I think missing out on making money right now is seemingly worse if I had to anecdotally view my comments than it was when people were actually losing it. Yeah. And, and, and the other weird thing, and I see this with other assets that I follow. I did a video last week called The Most Hated Assets. And I've watched this for the last 30 plus years is things that are hated actually do, they outperform. And uh, this is kind of weird. So everybody is often looking for an excuse to hate, you know, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or whatever. It's like, put all that aside, everybody. Focus on the alpha, not whether or not you like the asset. I've talked about this so much here. I want to show you. I literally wrote a newsletter on November 3rd, the most hated asset. There it is right here. So I did the exact same thing. My oh, consensus wow. was it was Ethereum. I said, is it Bitcoin, yeah. Hex, Ethereum, Doge, XRP? I said Ethereum. And that was my case that I've continued to make here that Ethereum is the most likely coin to run unnecessary FUD, the merge, it's broken, the merge didn't play out. All these things I'm hearing, Solana is the next Ethereum, Ethereum killers, all the same narratives I've heard before. I just think it's lagging and we've seen this in every single cycle. I 100% agree. I made the case even here last week that I bought Tesla at 180, you know, years ago, and he smoked weed, and everyone said it's going to zero, and he's unhinged, and the price dump doubled. It was the dead bottom. There's nothing I like more than buying the thing that everybody hates and says is going to zero. It's literally my favorite trade in the world. Yeah, and in fact, speaking of that particular name, Tesla's gone up thirty-one dollars in four days. Uh, added nine yesterday, and added another nineteen. But anyway, let's get back to Solana. It's going to, you know, the psychology of investing is so important for your audience out there. So it was good to touch on that. And this is the other piece that people were fearful to get in because, oh, no, FTX are going to dump their tokens on you and you're going to die. It's never All happened. Right? When, <laughs> by the way, any any unlock that we've been privy to in advance has never moved price in history. I'm still waiting for Mt. Cox to destroy Bitcoin. And it's been uh, seven years I've been in crypto. Exactly. And that, and that is when you hear things like this, you know, just do the opposite. Don't don't be shaken out of your investment. So this let's just break this down real quick. These are the FTX wallets. First of all, the liquid sol that they have, they have like $186,000 worth of sol now that they could dump. All right. That's not very much. That's a, a spit in the bucket considering the daily volume that this thing trades at. The amount of staked sol is $216 million or 3.96 million tokens. The reward that they've earned so far is half a million dollars since they started staking a few days ago. And that's the importance of staking. It's kind of stun stunning. And the amount that they've sold, this is the piece I want you to focus on. 7 million tokens. They've already sold, you know, what's that? 70% nearly yeah. of their bag. And what did the price of Solana do over the last three months of selling. Yeah, that that was uh, that was absorbed by buying interest, I think it's fair to say. Exactly. It may have happened and, OTC for all we know. So and this is, now, now, can you imagine for a second that rally without the selling? We'd be in triple digits. And yeah. I did the calculation and, with that too. 
Yeah, actually, that case you just made for Solana, not not necessarily even specific to FTX. Like the more I dig into a lot of the quote unquote debtor or like the hyped projects of previous cycles that have suffered, it seems that most of the most of the forced sellers are now out. Whether it's FTX estate or something else, it seems that a lot of people capitulated low, were forced when they need liquidity. There's just not nearly as much supply out there as I thought on a lot of these actual uh, projects and coins. Yeah, and I think seventy-two percent or more is is staked in total, and it is it is a yeah. very lucrative thing to stake as well. Which, to my surprise, uh, when I I started, I was always fearful of staking stuff, but then I started with a third of my bag, and then sixty-six percent of my bag, and now it's pretty much all staked because I was stunned how much it reduces your cost basis over time. Yeah, it is quite it, it's incredible. Quite that the longer yeah. you stake, obviously, the longer your cost basis. I want to say one thing, just circling back that I loved. Yeah. You sort of said that 151 was the consensus based on an average of different models, correct? I mean, is that the let's go back to it summary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I love it. There's a classic I've written about it a million times. It's called the Parable of the Ox, and it's yep. the idea for anyone who doesn't know. It's that uh, basically it's a story about people going to a county fair. They all guess the weight of an ox, and the person who's the closest gets to keep the ox. But it shows us that people are absolutely horrible individually at making predictions. But what the guy who did the study, this is way back, uh, realized is that when he took the average of everybody's horrible guesses, it was actually within like one pound of the weight of the (laughs) ox. And so the wisdom of the crowd, when you you average those guesses, even if the individual guesses are bad, tends to be very correct. By the way, that gave me a price target of 235,000 for Bitcoin, but hey, we, we don't need to get into that based on a bunch of hyperbolic uh, price models and people telling me it's going to zero. But yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said for not trying to outthink yourself by being the one who gets the right model, but sort of taking everyone's uh, opinions or, or, or their targets into consideration and averaging them. Yeah. And in fact, f- for me, I like to create many, many models based on many different parameters and then average them all up. So yeah, I was doing the parallel of the ox accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good. Very so um, that's it. There's a, another fun chart too, uh, which we, we could look at later if you want, but that's kind of the Sol price target slide news as well as we go forward. Oh, there might be more as well. Let me pop in. First of all, um, this is another I, exhibit I'm I put together Mind for blown you. by your, uh, like your depth. It's incredible. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, what we call the SCP profiler. It looks at the top smart contract platforms, everything, including fake, scammy stuff uh, and everything else in between. But we track literally way over 60 real-time parameters and put them into this big machine. I kind of call it a gonculator. And it creates composite scores on everything, You know, whether you're looking at DEX volume or daily active users, or TVL, um, you know, fully due to market cap. Uh, we have another thing called Crypto Compendium, looks at tokenomics and compendium scores and regulatory risk, all that type of stuff. And then we get some answers. But there's some interesting things that did pop up here. Um, if you look at uh, DEX volume, for example, these are stat ranks from top to bottom. ETH is still the biggest DEX as a layer one, layer two. I'm not including Rune, okay? Because that's not a layer one, layer two. It's a separate category. But for the layer ones at layer twos that do this and a lot of other stuff, Solana is now second place. And uh, literally two months ago, it was uh, like fifth or sixth place. So, you know, things move very fast in crypto and people need to be aware of that as well. Uh, The other interesting one is, what is this one again? This is 
daily active addresses. Again, this popped as well. Uh, this was even higher because uh, it's real time. Like yesterday, it was like 400,000. It exceeded the number of daily active users for Ethereum. But again, still trades at a fraction of the market cap. Can um, I ask you a question? Yeah. With, with all that in mind, so because this is not my core competency, how much of these metrics is effectively determined by price simply going up and how much of it is real adoption? Yeah, uh, not that much, actually. I was expecting a pump in daily active users during the Solana conference. It didn't happen. I was expecting a pump in daily active users for Cardano during their conference. It didn't happen. But Everyone price went up during everyone's conferences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the point. fundamental metrics didn't change at all, which took me aback. But there are things now that, you know, people are beginning to sniff out things like DEXs. You know, the best, cheapest, fastest, they want to reduce their gas fees, transaction fees, and they're sniffing out uh, different platforms now as well. You're going to see a lot of good action happening uh, like on Jupiter and Orca and other players too. So that's helping the narrative as well. And then development activity, another key one to look at. And we, this is just, I'm just giving you a tiny like glimpse of what we track here. The development activity, number of weekly core commits, number one is Solana. Number two is Cosmos. Mm -hmm. Number three is Ethereum. Number four is Near. And Near popped, and so did Cosmos. Cosmos popped last night. Uh, so this is a very important metric for your audience to track as well. Uh, so it's following. The, it's following. I, I would make the guess maybe it's following price. People see the interest, the price goes up, and then all of a sudden developers start paying attention again. And so we see the lagging sort of pop in interest afterwards. Coincidentally, during the bear, these numbers were higher. So, so build the, during the bear, but yeah, build during the bear, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I think once the price action starts to go up, the developer starts sitting on their hands. So it's actually just like, oh, look at me now! I've got but a million dollars. Every, yeah. but every every project head or developer I talk to, even you know, exchange execs, they all say exactly that. They say that you have to build during the bear market. The minute prices start going up, there's too many distractions. Right. Exactly. Then you have to worry about the investing side and you have to worry about the people who invested in you. You have to worry about all your new signups. You have to worry about customer service. All of that happens in the bull market where prices rise. I mean, what actually quietly wrecked a lot of the uh, platforms in 2022 is that they literally just got too many customers too fast and couldn't service them and then got greedy and fell down the risk curve and imploded. Right. And so I think that the bear market really is a time that people who are building things and doing real projects in this space can spend their time, you know, building those things. So it's, it's amazing actually to yeah. think of it that way. Anyway, I know you want to talk about Solana. I think we kicked that one to death. Yeah. All the metrics, let's talk about some others, right? We have another half of the title. What coin will pump next? Uh -huh. I actually, so my theory after Solana was that all the layer ones that had conferences would pump and they did. <laughs> Near and then Cardano, they had their conferences. I guess uh, Ape went up a bit. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a layer one, obviously, but uh, they burned everyone's eyes. So I don't know if that one lasted. But uh, what are you looking at now uh, in context of this boring, you know, two and a half X Solana can do? There's got to be others now that we think can make larger moves. Well, off the bottom, it's over 500%. It is. Kind of right. crazy. It's just yeah. the, the, the speed at which it doubled or tripled kind of took a lot of people by surprise like to go from 20 to 60 in a matter of weeks. Uh, and I was, right. uh, it, it was pumped out. And then what happened was the psychology of investors, because they're so used to it being flat for a year, they're like, okay, it's gone to 40. I'm going to short this. And then you got all the short squeeze layered on top of the actual natural pump too, which took it even higher, faster. So that's just that weird thing. So in terms of the stuff I'm invested in, I have the big three, 
I've been invested in Ethereum. It was my first ever altcoin. I was late to the altcoin party, been in Bitcoin since 2017, bought my first altcoin ETH in March 2020 on that glorious shopping day. And were, you only, were you a Bitcoin only guy for all yeah. that time? For three, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, March 12th, 2020. That was the shopping day I assume That's you're talking exact. about. So I took, I took six digits and I bought like a, a truckload of ETH like in one fell swoop. And since then, I pretty much haven't added... You don't have to. You bought the literal dead generational bottom of the cycle. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) That was a day when I was, uh, you know, I closed my office door. I was a wage slave. And uh, I just said, cancel all meetings, just went shopping that day. So that's kind of a lot of my style is you have cash on the side at the right times and you run into burning buildings and it pays off dramatically. But I'm getting close to the stage now where I'm going to, like I never thought my Solana position would exceed my Ethereum position, but it smoked it. I shared you my portfolio holdings yesterday. Uh, It completely smoked it. And at this rate, actually, uh, I calculated if Bitcoin stays equal, uh, Solana will beat the size of my Bitcoin bag when it reaches $86. So Wow which is kind of stunning. Like you're stacking something for since 2017 and then you start buying something over the last year and it gets bigger faster. And that's, that's again, how fast these things move. But what happens next? I'm not sure where we go next. Um, but I think, I think Ethereum still has legs. But apart from that, I do, have, I do have some speculation. So what I do is uh, identify a narrative that I like and then I picked the winner based on the models. So one of them was AI, and the winner of the AI across all the models was Render. Also happens yeah. to be part of kind of the deep in Solana network, which kind of is a synergy there. And the other one is Injective Protocol, which has been a beast. Yeah, Injective so. is one of my one of my biggest positions. I wanted to show you an ETH story that I don't think I've ever shared here, but uh, it's fun. Well, it's in the last cycle. I keep thinking of things you say that remind me of in the last cycle when I had no followers. You know, 44 hearts was a whole lot for me at 2018. My ETH orders are at $82. That was on December 6, 2018. Let me see. Somewhere in here. And yeah, it was like in the hundreds and it went down and literally bottomed at 80. And that was the last, that, that was my biggest ever uh, Ethereum buy as well. And that was wow. the dead bottom of that last. Uh, I should have probably sold more around 5,000. Still riding the bulk of that bag. But yeah, exact same thing. And those were, these were honestly... It's not the same now, but I have the same vibe from people talking about ETH watching Solana run, right? It's not the yeah. same as like a generational bottom fear buy. This is more a time-based capitulation. They've just given up on it because it hasn't moved enough for their, uh, for their uh, you know, short time frame investing strategy. Yeah. I, I just don't see how ETH doesn't absolutely rage at some point here. Yeah, especially with the fact that uh, the bond market. I know you're in TLT, <laughs> which, oh, yeah. which is a question for you. I don't know. I don't know why. I know. Like when you pair that to crypto, like you've been a, a tilt investor. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm a pretty well diversified. Yeah, I mean, no matter yeah. how much I like crypto, I'm I've uh, I've gotten rinsed so many times in markets that uh, I just will never be all in anything. I, I mean, listen, at the top of this last cycle, I was like 90% crypto, but that's because crypto did that to me. I didn't plan it. Yeah. And there was no time to, and the market's taking care of that on the other way down as, as well, by the way. But yeah. um, I, so, I'm just ma- mega long TLT because a McGloom gets me sold sometimes. It just felt like yeah. me to, it was sort of the same thing. We saw this yeah. massive capitulatory selling volume here, historic volume of bond selling. 
yields hit a that five percent level that people said if it goes above five, it's going straight to ten. No, it, you know, it was like sort of a gratuitous top to me. I mean, I'm yeah. looking now; it's at ninety bucks today. Not bad. Here's a TLT chart, but and also, I mean, mine was a technical trade, massive over oversold bullish divergence, which is my personal favorite signal with RSI, and popped right off that. I mean, my cost basis is just under eighty four. So listen, uh, yeah, when you talk about crypto, we're like, oh my god, I'm up five percent on TLT. It's amazing, but it does have uh, it does have some carry, and you get the benefit of you know the the rates and stuff. So yeah, but so- yeah, I mean, I have a pretty robust like uh, portfolio of other things outside of crypto, and I and I don't judge them on the same sort of uh, I should be getting five x upside lens <laughs> because listen, with the five x upside comes five x downside risk, right? Yep. Oh, by the way, I invited my community to join your your show today. So it's amazing. It's and, I love having them over here. I see the chat between like your community and mine. It's really fun. Yeah. And uh, everybody, don't forget to subscribe to Scott's channel. He's he's the best in the business. Come on, guys, and to James, Honest, of course, guy, a humble guy as well. So, but Solana's gone up ten percent, literally, uh, in two hours. And I don't know if it's all because of you, Scott. No, I I want no. Gary Gensler, if you're watching, I had nothing to do with this. That's Gary's (laughs) job. Gary's job is to pump coins. He just pumped FTT like 200% the other day. Do you have a a view on Injective? You just sort of mentioned it. Um, I've got many views, but uh, not ones that I've prepared here. But it is is solid charts, solid tokenomics. Uh, If you want to look at some charts, we've worked on a new thing, actually. It was originally built for crypto to determine if something is dead or alive or overheated or about to pop. So let's uh, let's try it. Give me a second to get it ready. Let's Um, do that. And guys, you also know I usually have Wick on Tuesdays. Uh, he was having some eye surgery, but the good news is that means we get longer with James. So I, I don't know if you have a, a dead stop, but I'll talk forever right until when yeah. my space starts. No, no, <laughs> let's, let's uh, let me pop this up. This is a design for people who kind of, what's the best way to share this? Do I just pick a browser window? Yeah, probably. Um, I'll let you know when it pops up, but we can talk about it in advance. I have on. an injective chart here as well. I this is another one. Like I thought it would come back and test that accumulation range around ten bucks and just kind of mooned, but I bet it still yeah. gets back there. I'm still bidding ten bucks. <laughs> but this is one of my biggest holdings, even through the last market. But if you guys look at injective, just while like you know we're talking, its all time high was twenty five. It hit 19 here. I mean, this has to be one of the closest coins from the last cycle to its previous high. I mean, yeah. really close, right? So uh, to me, that's extremely bullish. And I was expecting a retrace here. I thought we'd get more because there's bearish divergence there with overbought RSI to anyone who's looking, obviously, higher highs on price or price on RSI. And now you're getting some uh, hidden bullish divergence. So maybe it heads back up. But I thought after this reaccumulation, you would maybe get the opportunity to test that. Boy, was I wrong there. I got yours. Here we go. Cool. All right. So this this is kind of was designed to identify if the original mission was to create a ratio that looked at the distance from all the time high and the distance from the bottom to create what I call a zombie coefficient we did away with that because it's extremely difficult difficult to dial in because this was originally created just for crypto. Um, but you can see here, if we go through, like if anybody in the audience has any questions, we can run through a whole bunch of different names live. It's designed for people that can't watch the markets 24-7, but they uh, you know, want to make a trade at the weekends or once every evening or whatever else, and they can determine exactly what's going on. So 
quick walk through this red bar at the back is the uh, bear market. It has the same thing for equities as well, so it can work on anything. And then it has layers, six layers. And you can see Injective is already at layer four, which means, wow, we're so early in the bull and it's already so high and not far from all-time highs, highs as well. And, you know, the trend is still strong, trend still going up, so it's been a, a stunning performer. But then you can go through whatever the aves of the world. Did that red arrow indicate that it's a short or it's just telling you like it's cool off just for yeah, curiosity well, looking at the arrows? Yeah, the arrows typically, you know, if you are a kind of a swing trader, it's when to get in, when to get out. There's a back test on the right as well. And then uh, you can actually tweak this. Uh, bear with me one second. We kill some of these puppies. We don't need these. Um, you can toggle it based on your settings. So a trend is, you know, more precise. It depends. Like if you're doing FX, the cross works better and it takes time to calculate. And then you can go uh, to noise suppression, turn off none. And then you watch the back test on the right and how it changes. Again, it has to do a lot of calculations. So if you just trade, you know, no, no noise suppression, you trade the trend, you can see if you play those buy and sell signals, you'll have an 86% win rate. And that's the power of this. But the, the big the big idea behind it is to identify if something is alive or dead. Now, we are 11 months, I believe, into the early bull market. And if something is still under layer one, I would question it. It may not run this cycle. So you got other names, too. It's interesting because I think a lot of people would say, oh, it's lagging. Get in that. Yeah, well, that that's what I was trying to figure out is to what extent, uh, wh how much patience do you give an asset to pop? Do you wait forever? Right. Do you wait until November 2025? And right. it's still yeah. down here? Right. Or so do you many get things that you can look at right now and just rotate back into it when you actually get the signal? Yeah. Do you get on a faster horse? So I don't know, like Avalanche, see where that puppy is. See, Avalanche is also, you know, it hasn't done very well. Let's look at Bitcoin for giggles. And you can see Bitcoin is. It's a lot of calculations behind the scenes. Bitcoin's already at above layer three. So that shows you the liveliness of this asset compared to others. And, you know, there are assets that will pop off the bottom, but there are others that won't. So Injective is one that has done really, really well on this. And that's kind of where you want to be. But there also comes a time where like the Injective literally hit level five, level six. Yeah, I, is think, when you I, I love Injective. Like I said, it's a long term. But like, as I look at it, I think, it, I mean, who knows? You never necessarily get them when you think of it, but I think it's ready to retrace. Some. Yeah, and that's that's typically what happens, especially if you get up to pink, unless you get a breakout. So if you look at uh, other things like NVIDIA, which is close to an all-time high again today. Uh, it's Some meta made a new high, crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still holding that. Well, I'm, I'm now in the long-term gains. I sold it. I sold it three fourteen, but <laughs> it was uh, half, half. But but it was bagged that I bought, you know, down in yeah like two twenty at what it tested that two hundred MA and down in the hundred something. So it was a massive profit. Yeah, I sold some at 314. So there are some assets as well that you got to really watch the trend very carefully. But look at the, the range of this thing. But this is going to break out. This is going to smash a new breakout level. That is when you go above the pink line, it's off to the races again. I think once earnings happen, they have a new product as well, which is better than their old product, which is already the best. You know, people, this is another investing issue that people sometimes have. They say, oh, I'm going to buy AMD or Intel because it hasn't run yet like NVIDIA. They're not the same thing, everybody. <laughs> and this yeah. is another 
is another most hated asset, by the way. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, and, but this this is again, this is hated uh, because it's run and people miss the boat, and then they like yeah. to go back in retrospect. Yeah, I should have known that AI was so obvious, right? And then uh, yeah. their hindsight tells them what a genius investor they should have been. And, and I mean, I do. I'm going to be honest though. I have bids. I don't think. I think you're right. I do 100% think you're right. But I also think that there's a fighting chance that uh, we get to chance to hopefully buy Nvidia on a big dip. But uh, I could be wrong. So. I like that flip into blue. My favorite trade, maybe outside of the fear trade, is blue sky breakout above all time high. Yep. Right. So you get that break of 502, retest and break. But dude, all gaps do not need to be filled, guys. It's a breakaway gap. They often aren't filled, but man, I would love to see this gap filled. I just have bids sitting at 320 right now, just in case we get one of those sort of like massive stock corrections across the board. But I, I very, very, very seriously doubt I'm getting to fill that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So um, anything you're interested in looking at, you think is going to pop next? So why don't, I, ask, I, I, why don't we ask the crowd? Guys, go yeah. ahead. Throw a few out there. We can't get to all of them. But if you guys have requests and you want to check them out uh, using this, uh, go ahead and do them. I have Injective on Trading Alpha, which is a, I've been using quite a lot. Um, just look at it. Four hours showing red dots. That generally means the trend is uh, slowing. Daily, the green dots have finally sort of uh, ended. So it doesn't mean it's over. I think it just means retrace. But weekly, obviously, you have a very strong trend on higher time frame. And it gave you, once again, nine bucks after that squeeze on the way up. I love this thing. I've been using it now for about a month. It's uh, saved me a whole lot of screening time uh, looking at things. Let's see what we got. Uh, okay, we got a whole lot over here, man. HBAR, can you throw up HBAR? Oh, yeah, that's that's this This is actually one of the names. One of your lagger, dead laggers. Was, was, <laughs> this is why this model is built. And it's not built for me. It's built to try and convince people, hey, this is zombie. Well, because it, it can re remove bias to be able to look at something like this. You don't even have to agree with how it's made. You yeah. can just agree that it's made without bias. Algorand, another one of those. I mean, you know, you can tell. Actually, there's something very controversial. If you, you know, the H Bauer bag holders, they hate me. The Algorand people, they hate me, etc. I know, but I just look at data, so don't take it personal. I just deliver the message to you. But you know, have you seen a funny trend now? You've got these chains that can't drive adoption. I think Algorand makes 112 dollars in fees every day. We know That's exactly how many daily activities. And and but now they're pivoting to central bank digital currencies. It's front yeah, and center on their website. doing the same. Yeah, I've seen that. They go work yeah. with the government. And yeah, it's like, the, can you explain to the audience why that is against our ethos in simple terms? Because I've tried and I don't get through. Well, I, I mean, it, it's not going to matter what chain it's on. It's the idea of the central bank digital currency in general. They've heard me rail about it, obviously, many times. But uh, mm -hmm. just imagine all the bad things about blockchain being put into your money every single day. And then you have a central bank digital currency. No privacy. Fully, fully centralized. Imagine this world. It's when we become China. But if you want the best example of why a central bank digital currency is bad, let's say you like to transact in cash. You like to have some privacy in your transactions. Okay, let's say that you get stimulus. They give you $1,000, but they say that it has to be used in one month and only on shoes, food, and movie tickets. If not, you lose your money. They want your taxes, whether they've calculated them correctly or not. They immediately remove your taxes from your account. They don't like the thing that you just posted on Twitter today. Uh, that's minus 10 social credits and $50 <laughs> taken out of your wallet as a penalty, like a speeding ticket. And you'll just never be able to transact privacy. And they can freeze all of your spending or uh, give you, I guess, stimulus for good behavior. It's the scariest thing in the world 
it could theoretically be done with privacy like cash, but I am not under the illusion that any government actually would would want that. Chris yeah. Giancarlo, who used to be the uh, chairman of the CFTC, actually, I'm trying to ma- remember the name of it, Digital Dollar Project, I think. It's a think tank, non-for-profit, where he like thinks CBDCs are dangerous and inevitable, so he's going to go try to help them to do it in a less dangerous way if it's inevitable. And I think that's pretty noble and interesting. But yeah, it's very, very scary. Yeah, there's another one as well, one of your audience members. And they, these you can people- see him over here. Yeah. yeah, these people love, I mean, Hex- if it's not clear to anybody in the crypto space that that is the biggest scam of this planet. Uh, I brought on two hexers. I, I've been <laughs> I said that forever. And I was like, you know what? I give everybody a voice. They were just the nicest guys, man. Yeah. Oh, I, and, I saw that video and, and they were nice, but they were in disbelief. It's like, what type of Kool-Aid are these people drinking? And I felt my heart bled for them. One had a young family that he had to take to some baseball game. What, am I not correct? Yeah, he was in the he, he was in like a baseball stadium. Gary, he's great, yeah. uh, and we talk all the time. But yeah, I, I just can't get there. You, they didn't convince me. Let's put it you, that you way. Got your, you no, got I your tried. Kid, you got your kids' inheritance. So have a look at this chart as a TA expert, Scott. What does it tell you? I mean that that's the, if you guys have ever have you ever uh, seen somebody in a movie when they die and the thing goes. Doo, 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 doo. That's it. Flatline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was people. People were looking at. Uh, there's a lot of questions coming in, and we're just going to just, you know. Just cut through it. a bunch. We got APT, VET, TRB, Chainlink. Yeah. You're going to get every, I mean, we're going to get every coin that there's, exists. There's a lot of questions for Elrond, which has had a little pump lately. Where is EGLD? Okay, I really like EGLD, so don't give me any horrible news, but I know it was 500 bucks. I mean, it's still down 90% uh, after the. Yeah, there it is. All right. Those guys, though. So here's yes. Elrond, and it's you know it has had a huge pump, but this is the perspective. Again, if you're not at layer one, eleven months into a bull, you're probably not going to make it. And the the fundamentals and the SCP profiler scores for Elrond are very poor. You know, if you're not on par with the winners, you're not going to do well. So Scott, hate to be a bearer of bad news. What else do people look at? Polkadot I just is- really like. Yeah, I just love Benjamin, man. I think yeah. so. I just really like this. Polkadot. Polkadot, and also I've made my fortune on it already. So whatever. Yeah, I'm playing with the house's money. <laughs> it's Polkadot. Polkadot. I mean, these guys, you know, have had a huge amount of development, have really good technology, but no adoption. So you got to have multiple legs on the stool. Um, the graph, people are looking for the graph right now, by the yeah, way, I want some uh, good news on Matic, by the way, afterwards, because that chart <laughs> Matic, Matic isn't bad, but the graph is another one. Yeah. And the graph actually was one of the initial ones. I did this portfolio thing with, um, ran and I used the initial, we took us 13 months to fix this one, but I used the HR to find the graph because the graph was literally at the bottom it was October, it was November. Uh, I think sometime before the 12th of December. And I said, there is nothing that shows as much liveliness that has more upside than the graph. And I don't remember what it was trading. It was trading at pennies. And it has shot up like 12, 13x off the bottom. But I think you can see it's still like flatlining and way, way, way off the high. And you said Matic. And yeah, by the way- for, I, This is for me, because this is one of my yeah. biggest holdings. So. And I and I share, this is Matic. So Matic uh, it's, live. It's, over the, it's alive. We've got She's life. Alive. Yeah, and this thing is going like next stage is going to go to. Although to be fair, I will say to be fair, like the few charts I share, I did say that the main first target was ninety four cents, and that's where it is right now. 
Yep. I mean, this was gratuitous. There's a breakout there descending resistance, a horizontal line. It retested both in the exact same spot, went to the obvious level. And by the way, that was a gratuitous short over here. I've left that on my chart so I can look smart. My bear flag, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I this one looks incredible to me. It's going yeah. to one twelve and then a buck fifty. That's that's very much alive. Buck and then chain, is my target. Yep. And then Chainlink has also been on fire, very much very similar to Matic and how it popped of late, which is really good. But again, this you know, if if something is still in the zombie zone, be careful, everybody. And it's just a chart. Can people access this? Sorry, uh, not yet. It hasn't launched yet. We're just doing some final code refactoring and everything else. Honestly, yeah. though, things like this, and that's why now I use that other trading alpha thing, just to be able to like quickly screen things so I can just like usually going through a hundred charts, I have to open the chart, look at it, draw a couple lines. Just give me like, if I see it in that level base level, I'll just say, move on and look at something else. Like that's yeah. all I need in my life is faster screening. Well, send I need me a guy or a faster screener. Send me your trading view and I'll get it to you um, after yes. the show. Guys, I have power. Okay. See, this is what happens. You can get early access falling. <laughs> um, yeah, Arweave, another one. We're going to get peppered with uh, questions. By the way, every every day I share the top 100 cryptos and pairs, and uh, this is how I screen them. I have them all in here. So Arweave, again, it takes time to crunch. a lot of number crunching behind the scenes, but come on, baby. Sometimes as well, it won't give, give you us a our lines. Yeah. yeah, it won't give you a signal because it uh, either doesn't have enough data, like when you look at some of the new tokens yeah, um, to process. There it is. And sometimes you got to hit refresh. So you can see here, very much alive. Oh, that's Bitcoin. Sorry, not Arweave. I was Excuse like, hey, Bitcoin's got a lot of, lot of arrows, man. Yeah. Busy. Well, it, it's very busy. volatile. So that's, <laughs> yeah, this one, we're not going to get lines because it just simply... But you can tell. I mean, I don't need lines to know that that's in a uh, sustained downtrend and below the first level. Yeah. Um, let me try. See, sometimes certain exchanges. Oh, that's crypto.com. Let's go to ARUSD on Binance. That'll have the data. Oh, yeah. That'll give it to you. Um, sorry. Very important to find the, find the right asset. Uh, come on, baby. Give is that the, one. One, the one I just popped up? I think it is. Ooh. Okay. Let's switch it to the 12 hour. That's really designed to be used on the daily time frame but you can see here come on baby it's just not popping for some reason it does not like this um so yeah it i don't know why it's not giving the lines on this one but this is why we're refactoring it right now as we speak it's not fully ready uh for prime time but you get the idea you can you can you can eyeball it and see what's happening and then that's it any other final questions from you or the avalanche is another interesting one uh, yeah, when you're done with AVAX, I do have some final questions and we got a yeah. few more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let's pop this off and we go to the daily. Again, optimize for the daily, not the four hour or anything else. Avalanche still not up at level one yet. And it's, you know, they used to, for a long time during the last bull run, there was a pair I was obsessed with, and that was Solivax, which is Sol divided by Avalanche. And for much of the last bear market, Avalanche was higher. And I was like, how is this possible? The tokenomics are horrible. Not it anymore. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Fundamentals work over time, thank goodness. So absolutely, and not yeah, so to avalanche, but just yeah. What I wanted to ask, and uh, bull run crypto said I'm good at interrupting. Sorry, I get excited. Um, yeah, uh, what I want to know is, 
do you believe in the four-year cycle? Where do you think we are? I kind of, at the beginning, we, we never really talked about the actual macro cycle. At the beginning, I sort of made the point, hey, this is probably an appetizer to the real bull run. That's my feeling, which means, by the way, there will be huge retracements on the way. Um, do you think that we're still going to do the, you know, kind of up but, up but slower through 2024 and then the real bull market 2025? Or do you think that potentially the fundamental news like the ETF that we have right now could actually jump this ahead? Yeah, it's interesting. Let's talk macro for a second because I did pre prepare a slide right there. Um, this one, this came up, I think it was last night on Bloomberg. It was a UBS analyst, anal analyst that I respect a lot. And uh, basically, this UBS strategist believes there will be a 275 basis point reduction in the Federal Reserve's interest rates next year, way, way larger than the 75 basis points that's expected. And can you imagine the fireworks if that does happen? Now, the reason for that is you ask anybody, you look at the amount of debt that's spinning out of control, and you look at what they're rolling into with half that actual debt to go on a 5% coupon, it's going to explode the deficits way beyond 2.4 trillion, which I think is the net number for this year. That will force the hand of the Fed. And this UBS analyst is very well respected. Again, um, I can't remember his name offhand, uh, believes that could be a huge 275 basis point. This is what they do expect today. But, you know, they'll be they nearly cut, they cut fast. I mean, when yeah. they cut, they generally cut fast. It means yeah. something's really wrong generally or, yeah. So uh, I, I don't think that this is ridiculous at all. This is kind of the consensus on Macro Mondays is that whenever it does happen, they're going to have to cut really, really fast to get enough liquidity into yep. the system to prop up everything, especially, you know, with an election coming. Exactly. Risk happens fast, and that's probably going to happen. Um, but I think back to your question regarding this having cycles, we have this weird phenomenon. I don't have a slide prepared for this one. We are going into diminishing supply for the first time ever into a having. Everything is happening earlier. People are stacking earlier. The diamond handers, the long-term people that hold Bitcoin, are not letting go, not for six digits. And then we got the spot ETF coming. We're going to see fireworks this run that we've never seen before. Now, if you asked me two years ago, I'd say the impact of the halving would be reduced over time because it's not, you know, from what, 6.25 to 3.125, yeah. it goes down and down. But we're now facing extreme supply crunch at the same time, which means fireworks. So 900 million a month will go to 450 million a month. That's nothing burger. I just showed you what FTX was selling in terms of Solana. <laughs> and we're talking Bitcoin, a far, yeah. far, far larger asset. Now that shows you it doesn't take a lot of buy pressure to pump this thing to high heaven. And I think it'll be a fun, fun time to watch. That's why I stressed everybody, stay healthy, my friends. Fireworks I was say I was like saying the same thing. Uh, I was on Allcoin Daily the other day, and they were like, "What advice you have?" I was like, "I don't know. Stop refreshing your app. Get some sleep. <laughs> Just uh, go to the gym. Pump yourself up. Get ready for when the uh, real fireworks happen. Because this is nothing." Uh, yeah. for, oh, Christopher Walker says you won't pull out the oven mitt. It's probably been a year. I think it's back here somewhere. You've probably never seen my oven mitt, James. It's been a long time. No. It's this. It's a shib eating. It's a uh, Shiba Inu eating ramen oven mitt that sometimes. Is that a, is it a top indicator or something? I don't know, but uh, he brought it up. I think it was when Doge was running last year. I made a joke. I got this at Epcot Center. I have a T-shirt too, actually. Wow. Um, okay. that, that almost matches. But yeah, I found it back there. I also have this thing, which came out sometimes. This is called the Liquidator. It's a big water gun. Oh, the Liquidator. 
Uh, I have one of those as well to shoot hawks in the backyard because they come after yeah. the quails. I have They're bully dead. here. This is my little token. I have a bull and oh, a nice. bear. And uh, uh, people who have a keen eye, they see that and say, oh, my God, he's gone bearish. And then they get. Oh, man, bearish. you switch it up on him. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I know we've uh, taken up about 25 more minutes of your time than we planned, and it's exceptionally early where you are. Guys, listen, I cannot tell you enough. Follow him. Much bigger channel, much deeper analysis. Absolutely must watch uh, all of his videos and shows. Um, I know I do. So, and I know you watch mine because we talk about him, right? So, yeah. You've got a very unique spin that you're not going to find anywhere in the cryptoverse. And your guests are unbelievable, like NLW. And um, I can't so remember, smart. you're part of your Monday team. You got McGloon. Uh, and Weisberger and Lavish. Weisberger, yeah. yeah. Weisberger and I chat sometimes on Twitter. He's great. And, uh, you know, you've got really good rock stars. So you must spend half your time scheduling appointments yeah it, it, it's, a, it's a big part of it my producer used to handle that uh, you know yeah. and uh so it's been more challenging but yeah i mean to me like i said it's all about great guests like you and then kind of sorry for interrupting getting out of the way and uh, letting them share everything because i would never be able to dig in and model like like you do and get that sort of alpha or deliver it to my audience but i can bring you here and make sure that they see it so that's the best absolutely I can do. and and again i do this to help keep people help people preserve their capital and make alpha preservation first alpha second and get out of scam coins uh dead coins things that are hopeless things that are zombies and that's a, a huge part of it as well beyond things that move up and we've seen already so far in this very early bull market life-changing gains i never even expected this by april 2024 and we are up way earlier it's crazy way faster yeah so it's crazy all right, guys, go to the gym, get some sleep, eat healthy, hug your kids, you know, take a nap. James, thank you again. Uh, dude, I would love to do this more often. I know like yeah. I'm killing you on the West Coast, and but I do miss that Monday show. So let's uh, let's figure something out, man. We got to yeah. make something at least more semi-regular. Definitely. Or if you got a cancellation, do what you did yesterday. You know, some people get sick, people get operations and have to get dentist, dental work and stuff. Just ping me. You know how to reach me. Okay. Let's do it, man. Thank Thanks, you, buddy. guys. Thank you. Welcome, James' audience. It was great to see you guys here. Appreciate all the uh, positivity. Really uh, nice time in the chat over there as well. Thanks, everyone. I will see you all on Monday. Thanks. Bye, James. Cheers. Bye. That's dope.